welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Ike Michaels, and with me is my co-host, Tina McDonald. Oh, yeah. On the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, Thaddeus J. McKee. What's up, guys? I love you. And a very... I love you. Wait, I love you? Nope, I take it back. <laughs> I was not that close. I was ready to keep going, and then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> you, said it, you said it like <laughs> it was the ending. That's my new cosign. There's some tongue in there. I don't like it. Neither do I. It was so genuine. It wasn't even like five years into a relationship. Yeah. Love you. Like, all right, love you. That was like new love. Love you. Like, I just like this relationship. I just found out. Like, love you. <laughs> oh, like post nut. I love you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like, Woo. Oh, I love you. Uh, I was going to go with still inside. I love you. Cause that's. Oh, oh. God damn. That's romantic. <laughs> that's a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> still inside. I love you. Actually. Yeah. Let it happen. Wear that everywhere. <laughs> Talk about inside baseball. No! Uh, God damn it! Very special guest with us in studio, comedian Grant Weber. Welcome to the show. Yay! So handsome, <laughs> so tall. First time, first time on the drunk dial. Yes, this is my first time. Nice. Welcome. Uh, well, we always just, uh, to peel back the the curtain or break the fourth wall. We always record these out of order, so we've been podcasting a little bit. But um, damn it. I had something and then it's gone. We've just uh, been vibing. Yeah, no, yeah, we have been. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. So, uh, very excited. Uh, I think we talked about it a little bit last time, but I'm very excited that we are going to be going on a drunk dial tour. <laughs> that's going to have Thaddeus J. McKee, Tana McDonald, myself, uh, Hannah Rushline, Dustin Burkert, Burkert. and uh, Jeff Toy, and a, and a host of others from Louisville. Oh, some, some, some Louisville people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, but the funniest thing about this is uh, it was never supposed to be the Drunk Dial Tour. Like, it wasn't uh, necessarily the plan, but I think I talked about it on here, and I said, oh, the three of us are all doing a show together, and you said something about it being, or maybe I said something about it being. I think like, you said something about it. I was like, yeah, we're all on a show together. Drunk Dial's going on the road or something like that. That's what it was. And then you wrote it uh, down online somewhere as the Drunk Dial <gasps> Tour. Because I thought I thought it was. And then, which is, it's fine, but it's funny. And then when they made the flyer for the, the venue, it's just real big, the drunk dial tour. And I was like, what? And the, like that hit me. I thought the same thing. And then that hit me up because is this a drunk dial tour? I was like, I, it is now. I don't know. Like, <laughs> so, so, I didn't even realize. <laughs> I, I had not ate that day. And so, no, you're, you're fine. I, I did not know where it came from. I was like, <laughs> no one discussed this. I felt like such a diva. I'm like, who did this? Who named it this? How did this get printed? <laughs> where is she? Well, yeah, it's, it's really funny to me because it's it's only the one stop. You know, so yeah, it's just like it's, yeah, that's the thing. It's I, not a tour at all. I accidentally <laughs> made an illusion, and like I think it's because when you told me like, hey, yeah. do you want to do this? I put it in my calendar as a drug tile tour yeah. when we were talking about it, and then I think we also talked about it on the podcast, and then. I made a post and I accidentally made us have a tour. Then they just like, oh, where else are you going on your tour? I'm like, no yeah, because Dustin copied that, which is, he's not on the drunk dial. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And neither is Hannah and neither is Jeff Toy. So I'm like, this doesn't even make any sense anymore. <laughs> what is this? You just call it the drunk dial live show and people are like, oh, I guess it's a live podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, no, what? that's not what we're Like what we did with Spicy Magic Vibes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's a live recording. I'm like, no, no. it's just a regular show. No. But I think it is also so par for the course for the drunk dial to be like, oh, yeah, it's a drunk dial tour. Uh, it's not a tour at all. Just one It stop. was a whoopsie. <laughs> and most of the people have nothing to do with the show. But uh, it's going to be an amazing time. If you're a fan of the program and you want to see us in real life, uh, we will all be together performing at Planet of the Tapes on Hell March yeah. 23rd in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, I'm, I'm actually very excited I'm for the so show. I'm so excited. It is a banger lineup. Uh, if you've never been to, the, have you been to the Play on the Tapes Grant? Yes, I for went there mics? Uh, like last summer. I mean, or shows. I don't know. I was like, have you been there for only an open mic? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best you could do, Grant. <laughs> I'll never let you oh, on no! the stage. <laughs> no, yeah, Sometimes I did it last summer. I, it's a really cool spot. I've never know. been to that spot, so I'm what? very excited. Like, see, how was that? How was that possible? I, that's funny you said because I was just talking to June. June's like, how have you not been up here? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Thing is, I've been to Louisville a lot this past summer and this past winter. Like, Louisville fucking rocks. Yeah. You guys fuck. Yeah, like, Louisville, Louisville fucks hard. Um, and I'm really excited about going to Planet Tapes because I'm trying to get weird. I, if it's, uh, I love Louisville. I was going to say I love uh, Cincinnati, too, though. As far as my, like, I can drive there real, like, reasonably quick, it's it's a toss-up. But mm -hmm. 
Louisville's got some great fucking food. Yeah, they fucking do, Daddy. Oh, and I was a little, I was a little sad because uh, since COVID going down, I've gone there for a few times and gone down with like Dustin, and I'm like uh, always talking about oh this spot and this spot. We went down and everything had been closed for so long. Like I feel like they a lot of places either went out of business or they just had maybe tougher restrictions than we did. But like this last time that I went down, they had just started like opening back up, and that. You know, Bardstown Road and, like, the road that all, like, the uh, caravans at and all the comedy stuff is, like, it's starting to come back, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The city's, like, very lively already. Yeah. And I went there when I was um, there for Mandy McKelvey, McKelvey, and that... I don't know. Every time I've gone down there, the energy is just, like, people are fucking ready for comedy. Louisville, the comedy scene is juicy. Now, I did go down... uh, I did get up for an open mic uh, recently. Oh, yeah? And sometimes when I do open mics out of like, you know, the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's not 2022 down here yet. I don't know, it's still 2008. Yeah, there was there was some stuff going on at the open mic that I was like, oh, oh, that's that's like my favorite was this guy that got up there and just like when he <laughs> he started off by going, he goes, not a lot of diversity in here, and I was like looking around, I was like, hey, he's right, and he goes, so we can say whatever we want, and I was like, oh <gasps> shit. Oh, <no! laughs> Well, then this, uh, he did his jokes, and then like towards the end, he said something. He's like, "Now I know everybody's woke these days, and all the commercials are a biracial couple folding laundry together." <laughs> and let funny. me tell you, I've never been more dialed in waiting to see like <laughs> for a punchline. I was like, "How does he not? How does he like land this plane in not racist way? Like how? <laughs> how is it? It's not possible." Did he land it? Did he land it? He just no. He it's like <laughs> it's like he came river. online mid joke and realized what he was saying and it just told a like a different and like he goes yeah my wife would never fold laundry with me and like, was just like that's hilarious yeah God okay you know what I'm not mad about that joke just like I like the direction it took it took a turn there was some interesting character my favorite honestly my favorite thing about doing like going outside of Indianapolis I think Indianapolis scene is I've said this ad nauseum but. I think our scene's so strong that I love going to other places. You feel like you feel like like you're royalty. I feel like I'm Superman, and I've I've come into Earth's yellow sun. You know, like I've left the I've left the red sun of Indianapolis, and now my jokes actually punch through walls. And oh, I'm like, that yeah. didn't used to happen. Mm-hmm. It's where a I'm good from, pre-game. yeah, it's kind of like Spider-Man learning how to fly. You know, he does like the little like the stuff doesn't come out of his his wrist. <laughs> He's yeah. doing the little flick, and then finally white stuff flies out and he's like i'm doing it right now i don't know if we're watching the same spider-man it sounds like you described a metaphor of puberty oh well mine was online it was bootleg nice it is weird that spider-man shoots webs from his wrist because spiders shoot webs out of their their, butts their assholes yeah yeah, i mean that would be a much different movie (laughs) a much funner movie it's like he finds that out he's like i so i can walk on walls what i have super strength (laughs) But I have a weird power, and that's where I can shoot this like kind of cum out of my butthole. This kind of cum that's very strong, but it's really <laughs> sticky. And uh, you know, I mean, like I can stick, I can still fly from walls. And like, I don't think anyone wants to watch that. He's like, no, but like I can fight crime. Like, yeah, I think I can fight crime with your butt floss. Yeah. With your, with your... <laughs> well, imagine like you know, like always, there's always the scenes where somebody like sh- he shoots a web up against someone, and their like hand yeah. goes against mm-hmm. the wall. Imagine him doing that with his ass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, that's just, the Meg the Stallion shit. Just bam! Oh my god, I love it. Never Meg. turn your back to a villain unless you're Spider Man. I feel like people would just give up as soon as Spider Man would show up. It's like, nah, man, like we're done robbing this bank. No, <laughs> yeah, what's, what's, what's wrong keep, with you? What does he do? I just keep, imagine the robbers get, keep um, your cheeks closed, man. Would Come need on, like that. Um, it's like from that Family Guy episode where he has the. Uh, <gasps> You know when he's got like the what's it called when it's like you wear the big you wear the uh, pajama suit yes. around you and he's got the butt flap yeah uh, <laughs> you butt flap yeah I don't know that was a real roundabout way of saying butt flap yeah. but he needed he needs a butt flap when he like fights crime but it like bobs down like Mr. Potato Head oh, <laughs> it's, just, it's very direct it's like you know what would be awful is like if he ran out and then he's like ah, <laughs> just wait right here you can see what I can do does anybody have a turn around bar? he <laughs> bends over like what are you doing did you just expose yourself to us uh, wow. he's been in another city where they have no idea what he's doing how does he like webs like how does he web sling around town like are you like just hanging <laughs> hanging upside down oh, no. okay, well, so think about the position he always does he does the when he 
when we think of the wrist, he like flings it up and then he throws his legs up making a V, you know what I mean? Oh. But all but. So I feel just, like you would just be upside down doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time holding his legs. I feel like there's a there's gonna be an instance if the the webbing comes out his butt where he's at like a bank robbery and the robber's just like I just feel like you're a monster and there would be a lot of traumatic stuff happening and then yeah. it's a whole other thing and it comes back to the conversation we had before we were recording. Do you think I'm, every time he poops he would get nervous that he would like sure. shoot the wrong thing out? Oh yeah, just oh, shatter yeah, the toilet. Oh, just oh, yeah, shatter the toilet. I feel like all the villains would like that's a good legal defense to be like, look, I mean, I know I was breaking the law, but this guy literally shot ass webs he at me, <laughs> which is like insane. And then he tied me up for eight hours waiting for the police and his ass webs, which is an assault. It's assault. It's a bottle. It's yeah. hot with a bodily fluid. <gasps> what? I solved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like if it was just poop and he did still save crime, Disgusting. he would be ar- arrested. You know what? The cops are like, put the bullets in him. He's like, no, it's web. They're like, I'm pretty sure that's shit. That is brown web. <laughs> and how are you producing that much? <laughs> we just basically made this weird version of Spider Man where he's like Denzel Washington's character from Training Day. Like he's a cop, but he's evil. <laughs> he's just, he's Pelican Bay, nigga. <laughs> Shoots an ass web. Oh He's like, I didn't know you like to get wet. <laughs> we have derailed. It's been good. All right, let's talk about Grant. <laughs> How funny he is. Hi, Grant. You got a nice old man name. Wait, your last yeah. name too is perfect for this. Perfect transition. Are this is actually pull? where I tell you guys to <laughs> shoot web out of my butthole. We should stop hanging out. He's, the, he's the Peter Parker of Indianapolis. <gasps> Uh, Grant, how long have you been doing comedy for? Because I, I think because you're younger, that in my brain I made it that you were. But you've been doing comedy, I think, as long as I have. Like I mean, years? so I've been doing it like regularly since about the summer of 2019. But okay. like my first mic was back in January of 2016. Yeah, and I like then what I was, was like. Um, first mic was at Crackers, the oh, Broad nice. Ripple location. Oh, oh wow, yeah. So that. you started before I did. Mm-hmm. But like I like the first. I mean, like the. First year, like I was like in high school and college and like wasn't doing it like at all really. And then did a little bit like summer of 2017. And then I feel like like Crackers, I think the Crackers Broad Ripple location and Morty's both closed around the same time. Mm. So then like that was around the time I kind of stopped for like a couple years and then like I got back into it. Set like May of 2019. What? Like, so, I mean, I've loved comedy my whole life. I, I loved uh, stand-up, I love comedic movies. Uh, I was definitely like when I was like high school age, I like making like dumb movies with my friends. And I thought that meant I was should have been like a writer or a director or something like that. I never thought of stand up comedy as like a thing that you could do. Like I knew people did it, obviously, mm-hmm. but I, I never thought like even as being like kind of a class clown and stuff, I never thought like, oh, I should go do stand up comedy. What makes you as a high school student go like, I'm going to go to this comedy club. That I'm not even allowed to be in. So I and try yeah, stand up comedy. I consumed all of it from like a year. Like I remember when I was in second grade, my know. brother used to carpool with a family to football practices, and they would watch Jim Gaffigan. <gasps> my brother comes home, he's like, "You got to watch this like Jim Gaffigan stuff," because we would watch Seinfeld with my family like from yeah. a young age. Sure, but I didn't know what's I like. I didn't realize he was doing stand up at the beginning of the yeah. episodes. I was like, "That's just him." making random like thoughts about what the episode was yeah about, he's setting right? up the show i didn't know what that was but then i would watch jim gaffigan and i was like oh this is just like like he's just talking and it's funny and then like then i went to like i would just watch youtube it was like dane cook was like the only comedian that i knew back then and then it was like when i was in middle school comedy central was really big and like i would watch like tosh aziz kevin hart um john mulaney those were like the big names back then um, and then like Pandora. Yeah, none of those guys are famous anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't know. I said back then, <laughs> but they, that's when they were like starting to like rise. I feel like yeah, back around for the, sure. roughly around that time. And then yeah, Pandora and then like Netflix. So like, I, I mean, I loved comedy movies too. Yeah. Like I loved all like Will Ferrell and like the Ben Stiller movies and all that. Um, but like, I loved stand up from a young age and I just watched so much of it. I was like, I mean, what if I tried it? Yeah. Cause I, I didn't know anyone growing up that liked watch as much comedy as I did. Like, mm. as, like as much stand up. I feel that very deeply. Is, I feel like I watched so much com- stand up comedy and SNL on comedy central. And like, I would force my friends to watch. I'm like, no one else watches it with me. So you're someone's gonna. Yeah. I was like, that's how I felt too. I was like, if I ever met someone that even knew any remote, 
like some comedy yeah i was like really excited talking to him about oh it. my god yes but those people were so few and far between mm-hmm. like as a kid i thought how um, okay so on this time like how old are you at this point where you're just like diving into comedy like watching stand-up specials on a regular basis really on like a regular basis was probably around like sixth grade-ish sixth grade-ish question were you the kid doing impressions of your favorite stand-up bits so my brother and I, yeah. we, when we would watch Jim Gaffigan, we used to like try to like sound like Jim Gaffigan. Yes. Like we would do like the, he told, I mean, all, you know, like the uh, Hot Pockets jokes and we would like <laughs> totally try and retell those so um, cute. and like record and see who could do better at it. So oh we my did God, I love, you guys would record it too. We would record it. And then I remember there was one time, <laughs> this is, this is pretty cringy, but we were like, we once acted out the, um, SNL uh, Celebrity Jeopardy skit. Oh, nice. With Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> and who else was on it? Um, so Daryl Hammond played, he played, uh, the guy that Sean Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery, Sean Connery yeah, sorry. Because well, we your mother started to be last night. But like, we, we would like, we practiced that at one time. So yeah, like I, I watched like stand up with my brother a decent amount. And then, I mean, I just, yeah, I watched it like, nonstop pretty much. I love knowing that about you. I feel like, and I don't, I always do forget how young you are. Like, yeah, look at you like a peer buddy, <laughs> but it's so wonderful to kind of see you progress. Cause I felt like when I met you, you were just like a dainty baby, but now you're like, I am grumpy. <laughs> yeah. I also, I mean, cause like the picture of me in the mugshot, so that was, that was after I had started doing stand up. Bad boy space. Was yes. Eight, I was 18 in that mugshot, which is what I use for all my like headshot pictures on shows. Yeah, it's great. Um, so that was, that was like around the time I basically did my first mic and had like kind of started doing it a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, I was like really young, probably about 50, 40, uh, probably about 40 pounds less, much shorter hair, still a little bit of acne and stuff. So yeah, I was like, like a teenager. Now you're an adult man. You're like, you can vote. Yeah. You pay taxes. It's, it's really weird when I'm like, <laughs> cause I'm, I also think, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just like, I, I. I kind of think it's like if you if I, you pull me from like when I was like in kindergarten, obviously I've changed. Yeah. But it's like that's still I don't know, the kind of still the same voice in my head a little bit. Oh, I, I feel exactly I don't feel like I've aged. I mean, I feel like I've aged. But <laughs> Physically, I, my I, knees hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the insides are ruined. But like but yeah, the I heart. Feel, like mentally I feel like the same goober. Yeah, the same way I did when I was, you know, fucking twenty one. I just feel like I've made enough mistakes where I'm just like Oh, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z anymore because I saw how that ended. But, like, yeah. I feel like pretty much the same. I think also not having kids. You know, when you don't have kids, you, yes. you just, you're just an old child at that point. Yeah, I'm doing what, all the kid stuff for me. I'll buy Lincoln Logs for me, <laughs> not for somebody I have to pay insurance for. You know what's weird now you, you were saying that? I, I just kind of unlocked these memories. Like, I did stand-up twice in my life years before I ever tried stand-up. Like I did stand up, uh, like when I was like twelve or thirteen, and like a, it was like a, a lock in, like a youth group, Hell cr- yeah. cr- Christian lock in. Not even my denomination. It was like my friend's church, and I just wanted to go because I could hang out with my friends for a weekend. Yes. And then like on the last night, we all had to do like a, it was like a talent show or something, and I was like, I'm gonna do stand up. I, I mean, I feel like I killed, but, you know, I could have bombed and everyone was just like, it's Christian, so they have to laugh. They're when just you, being friendly and you're just having a good time. When you're a kid doing stand-up, people are so, like, shocked to see it and, like, excited. Yeah. So, like, usually you can do pretty well, I feel But like. I remember, like, I wrote, and I have no idea how much time I did, but I remember I wrote those jokes, like, all day mm-hmm. and then went up and, 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 and told jokes. And then when I lived in Bloomington, I went to go see a sketch comedy there was like a live uh sketch comedy show like local troupe and they would make these videos and put them on a tape and then they would they they were in this uh <coughs> excuse me in the free bin at the local video store you could just and i would pick them up and watch them and it was like i kind of you know ben moore it was like a friend i love of a friend. ben moore so ben, yes it was ben moore's like old sketch troupe oh wow and then what they would do is they would do it like at snl where you'd buy tickets or whatever and they would have a live show, and it would be like a, a live sketch, a film, a pre-recorded sketch, live sketch, pre-recorded sketch, or whatever. Anyway, I went to go see that with some friends, and then, uh, <coughs> excuse me, afterwards, there was uh, an open mic, and I was just like, "Oh, I've never been to an open mic. That's like stand-up comedy is great." I was like, "I'd like to just hang out and watch that." And I was with a couple, and they were like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, we should, we'll, we'll stay with you." And they were like real fishy about it. And then I was like, cool. And then uh, 
like third or fourth person in, they were like, uh, Dyke Michaels. And I was like, you sneaky bitches. I was like, no, I seriously was like, I can't believe there's someone with the same name as me. <laughs> you I was like, what are the, what are the odds? And then I was like, oh, and I, I went up, I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I ain't no bitch. And so like, I got up and I think I just told like a funny story or something that I had on deck. I didn't have any like joke material, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not quite bits or catered yet. It's mostly, no. it is a, the, the first moments where you really do stand up, it's going to be more than likely stories. I feel like for anybody, that's what I try to tell anybody like, who's like interested. I'm like, just tell a story, just cut out the parts that are not important. Put some funny stuff in there. For sure. Do you for remember sure. what your first joke was? Oh my God. Tell me. I do. I remember I was like, I remember I said something along the lines of like, um, yeah, I had to like tell my parents I was going to the library to like get out on stage. And then I think I said, I'm trying to remember what was the first, I think the first thing I said was like, I'm 17. It was a great year. I lost my virginity this year. And I was like, yeah, I've had sex 18 times. And those were easily the best 18 minutes of my life. Adorable. <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> Cause it's such a, that's like your brain waves are alive when you're 17. You're just like, I had sex so much. I'm like, no, you just came a lot quick. <laughs> And I was like, that was a joke I told for at least the first few, like first couple of years. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything that from like the first two years that I still tell. Um, That's about right. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Probably the best. <laughs> my, I mean, first, I, my first joke was a pedophile joke. Okay. Cool. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> what was Dyke. your first joke? Uh, so I went, so I kind of pushed this, uh, a friend of mine into doing stand up before I did. Like I was like real nervous. And I think I was just kind of like, like I literally was like hanging out going to stand-up shows and then like someone was eventually like when are you gonna do stand-up I was like, oh, i'm not gonna do stand-up i'm just I'm just like watching i was like this is the closest i'll ever get to like a, a gay cruising situation you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> I'm just like, no, no, it's, not for, it's not for me uh, i'm not that way uh, <laughs> but like uh so i pushed my friend stacy into doing it first and so she had done it for like a month or so before i did and then i went up and i was obviously like stacy's friend so i was like hey you know uh Stacy told me that I should try to give this comedy thing a try. Told me to have a type five ready. I was like, what is that? Some cool inside pedophile lingo. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. I just delivered it way better than I did <laughs> five years ago. But uh, yeah. It Where was great. your first mic? Uh, Broken Beaker. Okay. Broken Beaker was a short lived uh, distillery on Mass Ave. Oh shit. Yeah. And it was ter It was a terrible distillery, but it was a great open mic because there was never... I didn't want people to be at the open mic when I first started. I liked the fact you were a mystery. I liked the fact that it was just like a few people. It wasn't even a lot of comics. It was just a few people. The list usually had like eight people on it. And like, I like, I was like, man, I can't imagine trying these jokes out in front of like a crowded room. <laughs> That'd be embarrassing. That was the problem is I had friends see me like the first time I did it and oh. I did fine. Yeah. I mean, like as far as like doing it for your first time goes, <laughs> like worked, got laughs, whatever. And I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm going to, I'm going to do it a, another time. And I just, I, I bombed. Like it obviously sure. happens all yeah. the time, but like the first time you bomb, you're just like, I don't I, think i can live anymore you're just like oh. in front of all my friends yeah and they're just like well like we still love you and, I was like, <laughs> and we still no it's like when you're when you bomb in front of your people that you love that you've uh, told secrets of too yeah. and they see that it's like they watched you wait like do a murder or like come real quick you're like don't look at me yeah it was like the first i, I recently read my like jokes that i said because i did like a three minute set of crackers the first time and then i did a different six minutes the second time and I recently read the set and I'm like, this is horrible. And it's just like a, a bunch of details that are completely unnecessary. Necessary. <laughs> oh, don't, don't need to say any of this stuff. Nothing like not any real punchlines. And I'm just like, this is tough. That uh, that shows that watched me bomb once for 15 minutes. And like literally like we were that's <laughs> face right now. If you could we see were, what were we say? Were we like new friends? We weren't even that like like close friends at all we were kind of like new friends in general but yeah. he was like yeah i'll come by and see you and then like it was the thing where there was like all music and i was the only comedian and every the worst part is i can't even blame the audience to be like they were being they everyone was trying to be nice and be quiet they could have talked over me nope they just nobody thought i was funny nobody was into it <sighs> And I would, I knew three minutes in that this was going to be a bomb. And I was like, oh. <laughs> 15 minutes of me just like Ooh. telling my jokes, like, okay, another one. Like, all right. Howard, <laughs> and these aren't even like your good jokes. And dude. then, and, and then I just, I'm staring at that the whole time. Every time I look it over, he's just this shit eating grin ear to ear, <laughs> just watching me fucking flounder on stage. I was looking at my friends during mine and there was like a little bit of just like, 
<laughs> like, like, are we sure we want to stay friends with them? Like, see, I love why if I go up and especially if it's someone I know, you know, and there's it's a low stakes thing, you know what I'm saying? I, I hate to see somebody bomb at their album recording or something like that, but if it's like an open mic where we're trying our best, yeah, you know, or someone just like, you know, because there's nothing like telling an old, like, trusty joke that hits every time and it just doesn't hit for some reason. It's like, it's like a trust fall. Nobody catches you, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, like, like jumping into the mosh pit. You yeah. know, when people try to crowd surf and they just eat shit. For, yeah. Because exactly. I moved. Well, it, it, it was a lot like watching you. Like, it was like you were standing on a building and you were screaming at a crowd, like, I'm going to jump. And at the very beginning, everybody's like paying attention. Like, wait, is this guy going to jump? <laughs> is this guy going to jump? <laughs> and then, like, they found, found, like, you talking more and found out more about your character. Like, oh, yeah. we don't care if he jumps. And they just started talking to Do each other. Do a backflip. <laughs> Do a flip. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna be back with our interview of Willie Griswold. Where's Rob? Hey, Willie Griswold, you're on the Drunk Dial podcast. Hey, gang, how y'all doing? Doing well. You're on the line with uh, uh we got a full boat over here. We got Thaddeus Jay McKee. Hey, Tenna McDonald. Hey, hi, and Grant Weber. Hey, hey, gang. How you doing today? Real well, man. It's uh, it's real pretty out for the first time in a while. It is. I, I got a. I woke up to uh, my boss telling me I didn't have to work today, <gasps> and I was like, "A snow day, and it's beautiful outside. What is going on?" Oh, that is nice for you. <laughs> That's like a very joyful adult moment. Just like one, we all talk about the minute the sun comes out very abruptly, and I just love that you got to play outside like a big kid. Now, Willie, I've been seeing you. Have been uh, you've been doing comedy all over the place. And I got to say, I really love, I'm a really big fan of your merch. And I wanted to know if there was a backstory to it. Oh, um, yeah. So I sell lighters and rolling papers. And it's just kind of when I, so I'm, I'm kind of like a feature right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I always felt very uncomfortable selling merch. It was never a thing that I wanted to do because I feel like it's kind of a headliners only thing. Mm. and I was working the road and then some of these headliners would be like, Hey man, well, like you're getting paid less for what you're doing. Like merch can be a great way to make a little bit of money. Yeah. And then unfortunately I got this stuff and I sell it for like essentially no profit. I make like less than a dollar <laughs> because <laughs> lighters are expensive. Uh, but yeah, I put into something that I'd never seen anyone do before. And so I just started looking up like things that you can customize. Cause like, I don't know, like know who to go through. So I just found some guy online that I could go through and, yeah, I found customizable papers and customizable lighters, and they, I just yeah, it's, the papers have my face on them, and the lighters say "Not for Weed." <laughs> like, that's the, the joke is that it's like I, I sell, I do shows in Indiana and Chicago, and some places weed's not legal, so you can use these for cigarettes, for candles, or arson, just not for weed. Gotcha. And that's the whole idea. People think they're funny, so I'm really happy about it. Yeah, I love it. It reminded me a lot of like when I was in high school and my mom would find weed in my like jeans pockets and I always had to explain that I was holding it for my friend, you know. <laughs> Did that work? No, no. <laughs> of course Mommy, not. it's just sage for like good vibes. So that's they're for my pants. <laughs> so I have a question. Do you when you when you do your merch, do you set like hard prices or you just go, ah, just give me whatever you want from it? Um, I did the give me whenever one time when I didn't have change, but now it's just everything is just five bucks. Okay. Um, I just like to keep it like low and reasonably priced because like people got fucking babysitters, dude. And like yeah, people yeah. had to deal with a two drink minimum. And I think it's wild when like people are selling like, like fucking do your hustle. But when people are selling shit, that's like $50 after shows. I'm like, that is wild. That's mm. rude. I, I like selling stuff. It's just five bucks. And all it is is like, Someone's friend's going to steal it and then they're going to see the lighter and they're going to look up my Instagram and hopefully it's like a funny clip of me talking on there. You know, like that's, that's kind of the idea. Just get my name up there. I see how you kind of undercut me there. Uh, I do want to say my blessed water uh, is worth 50 bucks. <laughs> oh, no, people Santa like it. It's a really nice bottle. It's, so a, it's, well, it's like really it's, fancy. It has like a quartz. Yeah, it's ice mountain. Yeah. It's an ice mountain bottle. And I put my own you put hose water in it. Yeah. <laughs> Blessed hose water, not just hose water. <laughs> How so you've been you've been uh, on the feature circuit. What's uh what anything anything wild happening to you out there out there in them streets? Uh like what do you mean? Like funny like show stories? Yeah. Um, not really. I All my shows are year, not funny. <laughs> <laughs> last, last year I worked in Iowa and I like 
went to like a bar with this, these guys and we went to another bar and then I like went to some guy's apartment and it was like this like white dude with DJ. It was like dreadlocks that was DJing. <gasps> nice. And like, it was just this really weird scene. And then the next day I told the other comic, Greg Hahn, I was like, yeah, man, I was kind of up partying all night, like hanging out with these guys until 3 a.m. And I went to like, their apartment and he was like, you never go to the apartment. You never go to the apartment. You maybe go to a bar. Never go to a third day. location. Never I mean, go to a third location. <laughs> That's, well, that's yeah, it was like someone. It was someone's home. It was very weird, and it was like a party where, like, I was like very clearly wasn't welcome, but I tried to be kind of outgoing, especially if I've had a few beers. So I like definitely overstayed my welcome, trying to make friends. And so Did now I, I try to keep it pretty buttoned up. Like, yeah, just working the road is so fun, and getting to do comedy is the fun part, you know. How much get? Yeah, like how much gas can you? Like, I feel like. If you're the comic that like goes out with some people after the show, then it's like you're like, hey, this is the comedian. We're hanging out with them. But like, how much gas? Like, how much legs does that have? Like, when you go to the third location, it's like, I guess the comedian's still with us. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I, this is a really this is a very, I have a great answer to this. I was with my buddy Joel, who is a Bob and Tom fan, and whenever he, he comes, whenever I do a show in Louisville, he's always there. And so we we like developed quite a friendship, and me and him were hanging out. After a show, when I, I was hosting Karina Calm's album recording about a month ago, and we went to this bar and we sang karaoke, and he was like, "Guys, this is a comedian. This is Willie. He's really good." And the sound guy knew who I was, but nobody else did. <laughs> and they picked the wrong version of my karaoke song. Like it was just like, it was like like a, a kids' bop version. It's not like music. <laughs> and then I like I like sang along to it. And he was like, hey, we got the real version. And then I tried saying the same song twice. <laughs> no! <laughs> a different version. And I remember looking around being like, no one is impressed by this. Yeah. But my buddy Joel and the sound guy were like, big smiles, thumbs up. And everybody else hated it. I've always found that the, the, the bigger and better the introduction, the worse I do. Like, don't tell people. Don't tell them I'm good. Yeah. Shh, I want it to be a surprise. Low expectations, baby. Yeah. Don't say this is the funniest, <laughs> the, the funniest person in town or whatever. Yeah, it's also tough when you're like hanging out with friends and they're like, oh, this is like Grant. He does comedy. Like, and they you should love, do, yeah, because your friends love you. should do some you. jokes in front of us. And I'm like, oh, that's not no, like no. I'm just drinking. <laughs> I did that once in high school and we were just at a party and I, I just started trying to tell jokes and everyone was just yelling, fuck you, Grant. Like, oh, no, no, that's so cruel. <laughs> my own friends are like heckling me, like in like my friend's living room. I feel like an instance like that where you have your two friends just talking you up randomly and they're like, you're just trying to do karaoke. It's like the kids you see at like Chuck E. Cheese. They're like, your parents are hyping you up, but it's no one knows what's happening. They don't care. Right. It's kind of like that guitar guy at the like the campfire. <gasps> that fuck that guy. But your guitar is out of tune. That's how I feel like anytime <laughs> asking, anytime anybody asks me to do like comedy in front of them, like one on one, like yeah, my, my guitar is out of tune. Like, does it sound right? It won't sound right. <laughs> Willie, can so I? I'll tell you guys. I was the guitar guy at the party. I hate I it. Have, I have no problem being at the bar. Being like, okay, so I did a joke about how there was an other Willie, and then there was me, and I was big. Like, oh, I go through the whole thing. I'm the worst. <laughs> I want to bully you. No. No, I'm just I'm a big ham, you know. I like to ham. Oh it up. my gosh, I feel like ham is the correct term for it because hams aren't that mean. It's just a little sweetie pie, very salty. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, Willie, how long have you been? Uh, how long have you been uh, featuring for? Um, so it's the first time I ever featured was uh, like four or five years ago. Okay. For Sean Donnelly at Go Bananas, and it was like one of those things where I had to do like 30 minutes that weekend and I knew I had like 22 minutes or whatever it was. And mm. I kind of just had to Stretch. go before I was ready. But that weekend, yeah, it went shockingly well. It was a really, really fun weekend. And then I was speaking with my buddy Matt Holt for a while and then COVID hit, big long break. And then I've been doing, it's probably half and half featuring and hosting right now. Mm -hmm. But I really like featuring because you can be a little dirtier. You got to go longer. You got to stretch your legs. It's easier to do new stuff. But hosting is also fun because you get to like break the fourth wall a lot more and you can like lean back on hey any bachelor parties and do like crowd work or whatever. But I like them both a lot. Nice. I'm right. I'm, I ask you because I'm right at the position now where I'm trying to transition from host to feature. I'm going to be featuring at uh, Wiley's at the beginning of next month for my first time ever. Oh, oh. oh yeah, man. You're going to suck. I didn't need all that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we instinctually did it too. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm always curious like I was good. That was going to be my question. I was going to ask you like how much time did you feel like you had like the first time versus like how much time do you feel like you had now? 
But like that's probably like, yeah, I had 22 minutes and I did 30. I'm like, yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's like you do. So like you're doing everything. You like go to your old notebook and you're doing jokes that you did at like the first open mic. Mm-hmm. You're doing your first joke that ever worked. And for me, it was also my first time ever doing a set that was like longer than even 15 minutes. Oh, wow. And so it's it's weird. Well, it's the a big thing joke. Is like I was in Chicago where you get like six minute spots and all the open mics are four minutes. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're just taking these like old, old, old sets and you're kind of stitching them together and you're like, hey, I talk about. It, joke A and joke B are very different, but there's like a thematic thing that kind of ties them together and mm. you put a little transition. And then you're like, oh, wow, that transition actually really works and I should have been doing it that way the whole time. And that's the kind of, that's the part where I feel lucky about getting to do longer sets because you get to really kind of figure it out. Yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been doing, I've been getting a lot of 20 minute sets recently, which is great because I'm trying to build up to that half hour. But like last year, uh, I got like a last minute call from Joe Bates and he was like, Hey, do you want to come feature for me up in Mishawaka? And I was like, it was like day of kind of thing. I was like, sure. And then we got to the show and they were like, uh, or Joe was like, uh, I was like, Oh, how much time am I doing? He was like, yeah, 30 minutes. I was like, I, I don't have 30 minutes, Joe. He's like, well, that's how much time you're doing. And I was <laughs> like, oh, okay. And that's, yeah, I went to my joke book and I just started pulling literally every joke I've ever written. And he goes, just stuff it in the middle somewhere. It'll be fine. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I made it. I made it work. I think I still was a little short. I think I got like twenty-seven minutes, but that's still great, though, yeah. to have at least that. But yeah, that that feeling of like, oh my god, I haven't told this joke since I first started. Like, yeah, but yeah, you really do. There's uh, things start developing differently when you get to, to those longer sets than when you're doing ten to fifteen minutes, right? Which I, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> the pause was weird for all of us involved. What's your uh, what's your what's your uh, summer looking like? My summer, well, I have all these like weird, uh, not weird, just these like one-off nights that like aren't at comedy clubs that are like somewhere between like they're kind of like private gigs or like sometimes like fundraisers, and it's usually just like big things that are like it's like a convention space, right? Like in Eagles Lodge or something. Yeah. Mm. But they're fun because you get to like sit in a weird back room in some guy's office and <laughs> like you're getting your set ready and there's like, all these pictures of like old white dudes on the wall. And, like, fun exclusively hats. old white dudes. And like, that's not why I love it, but that's always part of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, you know what's going on here. Uh, and then but you set up the little tripod and you get a you you're just like, Oh, this is gonna be a good show, but like I wish I was working at a comedy club and then you set up a camera and you get, like a really cool, fun moment. And then I also feel lucky to go stretch my legs. And then that way, when I do get a good comedy weekend, I uh, feel like I've got to practice a little more than other folks. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I've seen that on your social media a lot. I was, I was going to say it and I was like, I don't want to say like VFW halls, but I feel like, <laughs> dude, feel like I've seen a lot of like Moose Lodges pay yeah. really well. Yeah, dude. <laughs> they will take such good care of you. They'll feed you I and they'll ask you how your mom yeah. is. I'm I'm uh, like I just got a taste of my first corporate gig uh, with that like uh, about a month ago or like a month ago, and um, I'm I'm here for it. Like we did a we specifically got requested because they wanted to hire a black comedian for Black uh, History Month. Love that. Fuck yeah! And we did comedy in the middle of the day <laughs> at, during people's lunch break. I hate that with fluorescent lights Mm-mm. and um, yeah, it was great. It was a bunch of people that like. A bunch of blue collar workers and Thad asked them uh, if they thought weed should be legal, and they all looked at their boss who was in the room because they all get drug tested. <laughs> They're like, "No, man, we had none of us smoke weed, obviously." <laughs> well, but then you get like you get that, and then you get, like promoter comes up to you and he's just like, "Hey, man, by the way, there's a bunch of cops in the back." And you're like, "Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool." And then cool. he's like, "And he's like, so they love jokes about booze and sex." And I'm like, "Oh, very cool." Yeah. I guess that I should have done that. Hey, uh, hey, sorry about that. Uh, we got disconnected. Uh, we got disconnected. And I was like, well, at least we're not talking to a professional radio personality. <laughs> no, you're chilling. That's not at all. We're hanging out. Uh, okay, so where were we? Where, we were asking Willie about VFWs. And we talked about the Moose Lodge. We did talk about the Moose Lodge. Lodge. I remember yeah. something like that. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's, they're, they're really fun shows. It's a lot of fun. And they're usually pretty close to home, so I don't have to like get a hotel and I can just drive back that night, which is nice. That is nice. Do you have like a specific city that you really like going to do comedy, mostly also because of their food? Good question. 
Um, so I love going to Chicago. Whenever I'm there, I yes. go to Buffalo shows in Evanston. Um, and then I got a few really good food spots in town. I love Louisville, Kentucky, and Lexington, Kentucky. Mm. There's a place called Wallace Station in Frankfort, Kentucky that Matt Holt showed me that I absolutely love. Yes. Uh, there's a place called Winchell's in Lexington that's incredible. West X Brewery in Lexington. Oh my God, you're Tibbet. Yelp. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got like a little, I've got like a note. <laughs> I've got like a little note that's just like good food in certain cities. I feel uh, like you'd yeah. be like a good comic to like date <laughs> and like go on the road with because like you'd be like taking all these like little fun adventures. Oh, that does mm. sound really nice, actually. I think I should start doing that for my significant other. Like, baby, I'll show you the world, give you some good food. <laughs> plus, you plus you just have dreamy eyes. They are very pretty. No, but also when I worked the road, I also like like a like a really sad like one p.m. movie and then just sleep in a hotel room all day. First off, there like, is nothing sad about a one p.m. movie. It's perfect. No one is fucking like there. It. It's so fun. I like it. But, but also, some people think it's weird when I'm going to see like uh, Venom Two alone. <laughs> no, no, Salina, Ohio, or whatever. It is. No, the, I think it's tight. The movie that movie is a brilliant is honestly a brilliant idea because nobody tells you like once you actually start going out on the road and doing comedy, like how to fill the time of your day. Like mm -hmm. I, I remember, like we I did a show in Ohio and we had like an overnight, so we like woke up had to be out of our Airbnb by like eleven o'clock in the morning. Went and got breakfast, and then it was like, what all right, do do? shows at 8 o'clock. Uh, what do we do? And it was, like, cold outside, so we couldn't really go, like, see the town. And we ended up, like, hanging out at, like, a, a coffee shop slash makerspace for, like, three hours. That sounds fun. And we're like, yeah, we'll just write our jokes. Well, that's three hours. Three, yeah. And then you're like, for okay, what do we hours. do the rest of the day? We went to, like, an arcade bar. We played every game. And I'm like, my whole thing is, like, I can go to a bar and, like, have a beer, but I'm like, how do I not drink beer in this bar for eight hours until the show and then show up blackout drunk. <laughs> so we just yeah. like went and then played like, I think every single arcade game. That was the one we were going to Wiley's and uh, I was like, man, I'm going to have to take a nap. Like I'm sleepy. I'm going to have to go sleep in your car. And day. Jake gave me some tea, some like herbal tea that was supposed to like help wake me up. And as soon as I took it, he goes, oh, by the way, uh, my mom said it also gives her terrible diarrhea. What the dick? <laughs> and uh, you know what will keep you awake? Uh, having diarrhea. <laughs> did you have oolong tea? <laughs> I don't know. It did, it did something weird to me. I think Jake poisoned you. And also, besides the diarrhea, that sounds like a fun day to yourself, though. Like, what a time. Video games, right now jokes, you were being productive. Good for you. I found out how to have fun in Dayton in, in the middle of the winter. Dayton's fucking fun. Don't let's not knock on Dayton. Yeah, I yeah. asked someone that lived in Dayton what to do, and they were like, "I don't know." <laughs> I Wait, like, we went to a place that was an arcade place, or did they have like really dope sandwiches and like lots of Fago? Probably. I think I know what place you right. went to. I love that place. I mean, how many arcade bars in Dayton could there be? Like probably two at Na least. Oh, yeah. Name Fago Land. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love an arcade bar because you can just you can really burn at least an hour at like a ski ball. Yeah, oh, like, oh, I would yeah. do that and just what just, a time! I was I did that on Saturday, like right after I went to the IU game, and then I went to a the sixteen bit, and I was at like the ski ball thing for like an hour and a half. Straight. For an hour? Are you really good at ski ball? No, okay. but I got better. Like, cause it's I mean it's it's like ski ball. If you if you're doing it for like twenty minutes, you get like kind of good after a while. But yeah. you were there just by yourself. I was there with a group. Okay. I didn't know the. I mean, I I like them. I didn't know them as well, and I just like I loved playing skee ball here. So I was like, I'm just gonna. Hit but did you meet the group there? Like you? No, I I, I knew them before. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're all together. <laughs> like, um, who are you? <laughs> Jack, Diane. What was your name? Oh, Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Willie, what what's your other uh, go to for killing time uh, before a comedy show? Um, I'm a huge fan of the pregame nap. And if there's a hotel available or I'm like the home, I absolutely shower and, you know, get a little, get a coffee, listen to my set. If I can listen to my set in my headphones or in the car on the way over, I like doing that. It's, uh, we are doing that in front of people though. So you have to have headphones. Mm. Um, and then I always write out my exact set list on a little three by five note card that I put in my back pocket just in case. Yeah. But like that's, that's like, I, I kind of have to do all that stuff, but if it doesn't happen, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Do you have do you have any other like pre pre show rituals that you do? Not really. I kind of I'll get a little pumped up. You know, I'll turn on some I'll turn on some pump up music. Uh, like in the car music? over. I don't I don't know. Like I don't like wear my socks inside out or anything. <laughs> 
Well, like I always, uh, I always like going on stage with uh, a drink of some sort. Uh, usually Hands alcohol. Busy. Uh, but I like to have a drink at least on the stool uh, to go back <laughs> yep. to. I like wearing a collared shirt. Um, yeah, that's a big one. It makes me. It's like a. I'm putting on a uniform. I feel like if, if I have a collared shirt, creates I'm like, an essence. Now I'm ready to do the comedy. <laughs> Willie, what this, is your go to like pump up music? Uh, I'll, I'll listen to. I've. Uh, I'll listen to like. Let me, I have a playlist called Audition Pump Up. Yes, it's bitch. Like, it's really weird. It's like it's like Saturday in the Park uh, by Chicago. Oh my it's God, also yes. like, That's a really good song. Uh, the song Tear It Up by Queen. I like a lot. Uh, the Stroke, you know, I like the, the Little Nas X and Jack Harlow song. I really like that. that <laughs> what a range. Uh, yeah, nice. I am kind of an eclectic, very weird music taste. You drunk um, from Chicago to Little Nas X. You are peculiar. Yeah, it's weird. Let me, I'll send you guys a Snapchat. Or not a Snapchat, <gasps> a screenshot, yes, a screenshot please. of the actual playlist. But it's, that's what I like to, to get pumped up to. But one more thing about like the appearance thing is the collared shirt. And I have like my little Republican haircut. Yeah. <laughs> it, when especially when you're hosting, it helps so much because a club owner will be like, "You can't say fuck," and then you'll say fuck every night of the weekend, uh, and you'll be like, "Oh, I shouldn't." And she's like, "Oh, it was fine. Like no one noticed." If you look a little more buttoned up, if you're not just the example I always give is a dude in a hoodie, but yeah. a lot of people can be a dude in a hoodie and do whatever they want to do. Yeah. But for me, I like button up a little extra. Uh, and I think you can get away with a little more. I did. Part of my whole goal of the past two years was just to lose enough weight that I would reward myself with a nice tailored suit. Oh, that's cute. And yeah. Then, and then if I drop that money on a tailored suit, I'm probably going to wear it every time I do stand-up comedy. <laughs> it's not just for court anymore. <laughs> it's for church and comedy. <laughs> the, the suit comedy guy, like, Mulaney always wears a suit. And I... I I, when I was a kid, I was in a band, and one time I wore uh, jeans and a tie and a jacket, and I thought I looked sick. Uh, <laughs> um, I, it, was like, it was like a, I was like Avril Lavigne. It was a cool <gasps> Oh my god! <laughs> but I, I kind of do want to be a suit comic, but yeah, I have yeah. one suit, and I'm a little too fat for it right now. I only wear it to weddings. And I feel like I couldn't wear it on stage because I need to get it dry clean too often. There really is there really is something be true a, about being like business drunk in a suit. Like it's great. Like, <laughs> you you know? feel fancy and yeah. fun. Dude, I went from my brother's wedding to a Colts game, and I was wearing a suit, and then we beat the Patriots. It was the greatest day of my life. <laughs> oh. Question: You said you were in a band. You explain yourself right now. Uh, I was in two. I was in a, a few bands in middle school and high school, from like seventh grade to I was like fifteen, freshman year, sophomore year. Uh, one was called Metostatic, the other was called Jinx, and another one was called Emporium. And we were very serious. We had really good songs, and we played in the Battle of the Bands at the JCC every year. Oh. I need to know the genre of each of these bands right now. Um, so the first one was a lot of like Dave Matthews inspiration, and then we kind of pivoted to more of like a Green Day thing. Oh, my God. It, it was kind of just, I don't know, we knew like, we, we knew enough chords. Uh, we had a, like, it was a classic setup of two guitarists, uh, singer, bassist, and drummer. And so it was kind of just whatever we were vibing with. I can, I can also send you guys some of that music if I can find it. Oh, my uh, God. Yes, 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 please. please. <laughs> we, I'm going to be honest. We weren't that bad. I had a very high voice, and which sounded funny because it was very tiny and high. But we, we could, the songwriting was very corny, but you know, I was a kid and it was a lot of fun. Hey, if, if, if you're okay with it, we'll, we'll play that as like a transition between yes, fucking we, yes. after the interview. Totally. I'll send you, it's going to be either uh, carousel or paradox. So uh, mm. those are your song choices. Willie, did you make sad bastard music? Um, I don't think it was sad. Like the first song we ever wrote was called soak it up and it was really happy. It was like, sit there and soak it up. And it was just like just being with your friends, having fun. And then we wrote a few sad songs. There was a, a breakup song called Lindsay about a girl that I did at summer camp for five days. I'm so happy. Days. Wait, 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 wait. We we all laughed over that. Can you say? Can you say what happened to Lindsay? What happened? To yeah, we broke up. We broke up. We dated like we like went to camp together, and we like started dating on a Tuesday and broke up on like a Saturday or whatever. And then I wrote like a I wrote a breakup song at camp, and then I played it at camp. And nice. then, like, everyone at camp knew it, and then I went back to my band, and I was like, you guys, I got my heart broken, but I was inspired. 
And then I sat down with my acoustic and we beat it out on the drums. Oh my god! Yeah, man. It was very, it was very corny, but we were all like very into it. And I was lucky. I got into like music before I started like smoking pot and partying. So it was like all we cared about for a couple of years was making music together, and it was a lot of fun. You have Ted Mosby energy, but it's more positive. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. My dad's from Shaker Heights, Ohio, which is the town where the fictional character Ted Mosby. Shut up! No. My parents live in Ohio. I live in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, wow. I'm 12. Yeah, wow. Uh, you said something about, well, you said the audition mix. Are you are you going to like like a lot of auditions, commercial auditions, or what are you, what are you auditioning for? No. So that was when I was in Chicago. I finished conservatory at Second City, and then you like audition to be in like a tour co or house company at Second City. Mm. And I did sketch shows up there in the building, like in Piper's Alley, where like Second City is, like never like a Second City produced anything. It was just stuff that like shared the same bar or whatever. Yeah. And I I thought it was kind of funny because I like to tell people, it was like, yeah, I was supposed to audition. I I was like, supposed to audition for Second City like spring of 2020. You're like, (laughs) oh my God, that sucks. And it's like, yeah, both auditions were in February. I didn't do well for either. <laughs> but it's much more funny to phrase it like COVID fucked it up. What's, uh, what, what do you like better, improv or stand-up? Um, I'm much better at stand-up because I, I got to practice it more. And then you got to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the tricky thing about improv is like you need to either take classes or be on like a group where you guys are really committed. And like even like, like IO in Chicago, I don't know how this is anymore. I'm, I don't think IO is even there anymore, but it's like, you would be on a team and you still have to pay your coach. It was this weird thing where in, in comedy, I guess you're paying for drinks at open mics or whatever. Yeah. But it was this weird, it's just a weird thing that I didn't really get into. Uh, I like like improvisational comedy, but I didn't really give an honest shot at like straight up, like improv comedy, like IO annoyance, second city, all that. I did the conservatory, but that's like sketch prop, like improvising to find sketches. Right on. Well, uh, that sound really douchey? no, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was getting a. Uh, anyway, uh, Willie, where can find where can people find you and follow you and keep up with you on social media? Uh, at Willie.Griswold on Instagram and at Willie Griswold on Twitter, and it's Willie with an IE. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I love talking to anybody that always can uh, wedge in a camp story uh, as well as I can. It's my my favorite thing. (laughs) When Willie came on the podcast last time, like we just swapped camp stories for half an hour. I just love that you kids could afford camp. That's cute. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not jealous. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Willie. See you guys. Bye, babe. to make it up but all these things get broken up by you and what you do and i walk too slow but i talk too fast and no one knows where i'm at when i'm with you well i've never really felt this way this really ain't no easy game what you said has made me feel a lot better than that time but now it's not Tried to get the coin into the slot I wanted so bad to win the lot I tried so hard but then I lost My life was just a paradise Charming as hell. That wow. boy making music at that age. You telling me right now that every little girl that probably heard him like at every church event was probably like squeaking. Like, yeah. oh my God. Did you guys, when you guys were in high school, did you, was there a band in the, like, oh, a, like yeah. we definitely had a band in the, my high school. There was a band in my high school called Breakdance Not Hearts. Oh. And they fucking ripped. <laughs> they were, they were though, like definitely the Christian group of kids who like, did all their music videos and one of their friends' parents like barn. Mm. Oh God, I hated that time of era, but I loved it at the same time. There was uh there was a band called Low Sunday at my school. Of course yeah. there was Low it was Sunday. A, it was a nineties uh rock band. Yeah, like the music they played was very like punk pop, like a day to remember sounding. I didn't know many bands in my high school, but we did have a kid who would like play the guitar on the nice. every morning. So it was I've, Wish I remembered his name. I feel like you're young enough that there would be a bunch of rappers in your school. There were. Oh, how did I forget the rappers? (laughs) (laughs) Because there is a certain age group where like everyone had a 
plethora of rappers in their school. They had, Sound rappers. They had rap battles at each other. They had diss tracks in the at hallway? each other. Um, oh. No, it was like on SoundCloud. They would like record their own diss tracks. Their drama? They once like recorded like a nine minute diss track. And, and did you listen like, to all of it? No. It was like, it was like <laughs> the first like 18 seconds. I'm like, I'm not, who's going to listen to the nine minute diss track? They're like, this is not about me, guys. I don't know what happened between y- you guys and Tiffany, but. About Wes. Like, I don't care. Wes? <laughs> <laughs> bunch of white kids that play lacrosse actually West was, at each yeah other. pretty much yeah like hold on i played lacrosse i know do you do, do <laughs> this is a lacrosse body i look at you you look like a very insured ken actually gets worse i played lacrosse up until i got seizures and then i was like ah, i can't play lacrosse anymore the thing is lacrosse people shit on it it's a fucking hardcore sport not really okay well what the fuck do you want these compliments or not no i don't i mean it was like like i played football basketball and lacrosse because i needed like a spring sport to play but like I wasn't good enough to play football. And Your basketball. parents did not want you in the house. No, I guess not. I mean, no, they. Yeah. But like, <laughs> um, yeah. But then it became like all the people that were like real athletes played football and basketball. Mm. Then it's like I guess lacrosse is what's left. Yeah. <laughs> so I played on a soccer club for uh, two years. I still don't know how to play soccer. I mean, I like, I never learned the rules. I That's was very so confused the whole time. Do you guys want to go over Willie's audition mix? Absolutely. Yes. Do you want to read it? Because I feel like you. Oh, Poppy, give it to me. You probably know more about music than I do. I, I recognize Chicago, which is a strong start. You know what makes me really happy is that that is the nicest compliment. Um, <laughs> I am. What was it? Matt Alano Martin had hit me up about doing his podcast. He's like, you seem to know a lot of like niche garage bands. I'm like, I fucking do my dude. I like go down rabbit holes like no other. God, yeah. Saturday in the park by Chicago. Fucking slow down <laughs> and go in order. Okay. I'm going in order. And it was the first song. So suck a butt, Dyke. Okay. I don't like saying your name sometimes. <laughs> So the first song is Saturday in the Park by Chicago. Let me just fucking tell you, I have gotten into arguments with Justin about whether or not Chicago is a good band. They're a fucking great band. Bunch of dads just noodling away. Fuck. I think it's because Adam Sandler makes fun of them. Was it Little Nicky? They make fun of they Chicago. They do make fun of Chicago. Fun, yeah. But the thing is, like, he hates Chicago, but he loves Sticks. Like, oh, okay, both of those on, bands yeah. are, one, those both of those bands are good. We can admit that. Yeah. Um, Enough by a Tribe Cold Quest. I don't Thanks. know that song very well, but I know I like that band. I like Tribe. Yeah. Yeah, everyone does. You don't have a choice. Oh, this is a short play, little playlist. Oh, he screenshotted it. Uh, Sunset by The Midnight. I don't know what that is, though. Do you know that? Yeah. Sunset by The Midnight. Nope. N- nope. <laughs> All right. Sounds like Wait, is Wait, does it, oh, it's not MGT. Mm-mm, no, that's what my first thought was too. I'm a baby. Uh, but the next one though is like, I want to be your dog by Iggy and the Stooges. That's fucking, that slaps. That says I fucking bring a guitar to a bonfire <laughs> without a doubt. No, Iggy and the Stooges is like one of the earliest punk bands. Um, yeah. And it's, God, they're really good. Um, oh fuck, I feel free by Cream. <laughs> He's a slut. Um, Sunshine of Your Love by Cream. That is two Cream songs in a, way, in a row, but you guys are not even ready for the next one. Bright future in sales by Fountains of Wayne. Nice. Oh my God! Tell me you're white without telling me you're white. <laughs> Which I should have said that with the Chicago, but it's. I was gonna say this entire playlist. Oh, oh my God, oh my God! I'm so excited about the next one. I'm real by Ja Rule featuring Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> oh, give me my siren sounds now. <laughs> we need a hip hop air horn. Oh, that's close. That's close. close. That's close enough. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay, okay. God damn it, that's so funny. And then train wrecks by Weezer. Well, Doug, I'm sorry, are you from the Midwest? Of course you listen to Weezer. I have emotions too. Oh, it's a beautiful day by Michael Blue Play. He's been to a Target. That's a fun song to get in a good mood too. Yeah. Like that'd be a good song to listen to to like before you're doing stand up. I, I feel like, like any any Buble, any yeah, Buble, because because Buble, he's like not just a. I feel like because of his music, he comes off like a, a sweetie pie boy. No, Buble drinks and is a loud bitch, and I love it. He's a fun. He's a fun uncle. Do you ever associate like a musician with like? Uh, maybe like a person the first time you like heard them, you always think about this person. I was introduced by this girl that I used to bang. And I, every time I hear Michael Buble, I'm like, yeah, I bang that girl. That was nice. When I think of Michael Buble, I think of the sketch he did with John Hamm called Bubbly and Hamm. Um, it is the funniest sketch I've ever seen on SNL because it's the whole concept is Michael Buble was kidnapped by a drunk John Hamm to start a restaurant. Okay. That is ham and champagne themed. 
Okay. All right. It's very funny. And the last song is It's Strange by Lewis the Child. I don't know what that is. I have not listened to that. All right. We got to make one of those our outro song. Oh, 100%. I'm real by Ja Rule. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I really love Saturday in the Park. I thought we were, no, I bet I mean, one of the two that we don't know, we should listen to like a new song. Oh, okay. Because mm. we did, what was the rainbow one? Um, The rainbow one was... Oh, you mean the sunset by the midnight? Sure. Yeah, we'll do that. I knew it had something to do with weather phenomena. <laughs> something weather related or creamy. Wait, I guess like, I guess the sunset isn't weather actually. It just no, it's just, weather. Is it? Yeah, it's the reflection of like so. It's usually after a certain amount of like moisture yeah. is in the air, and then like um, it's light bouncing through the moisture that's in the air. Yeah. Like yeah. And if you say like, what's the weather? It's like it's sunny outside. That's 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 okay. Weather. That's weather. That's weather, my dude. Okay. Um, do you have a song, Dyke? That you listened to before a hype up song? Yeah, no, I, I don't. don't. I don't have a hype up song. I the first time I did stand up, I remember I listened to Kokomo by the Beach Boys oh, on the way there. So now every once in a while, I'll listen to that before oh, I go. That's to the really show. cute. That's like a sad indie movie. <laughs> I have been uh, so really like bad. I've been. Oh my! <laughs> come on, baby. Damn it. Um. So I don't have a pump up song, but I've like hosted a lot. At, you know. Um. You like that brag? I do. <laughs> um, one of the favorite choices I had was Jumpin' by Destiny's Child and Hella Good by No Doubt. Okay. Best choices. Nice. Yeah. It's a, I think it's Brandy. It's like, oh, it's hot girl music? Yeah, fucking yeah, it's hot girl music. You know, he was talking about being the the, the guy with the uh, guitar at the bonfire. And I feel like, like, I feel like in TV and movies, that guy's always a dick. But I feel like in real life, I that was, always the, that was always the person that was smashing ass. Like, oh, no, 100%. That guy, I'm fucking that guy. Yeah. Like, I hated that guy. He's awful to talk to. I don't want to listen to your opinions on Weezer. Hi, I married Justin. Justin also was bringing his guitar to the bonfires. I know that for a fact. Well, like, I, I, I mean, I'm talking about the guy that actually plays, not someone that, like, picks up a guitar in your house and strums and those, like, <laughs> like, three chords. But I feel like that trope probably started by some writer who was, like, hitting on a girl at a party. And the guy with the guitar. And the guitar guy yeah. came in and stole his girl. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to ruin this entire type of person. <laughs> Fuck this guy. And it worked. <laughs> Hear me out. I'm going to ruin this entire and type fast of moving. <laughs> That's great. That's very funny. I like a I like a revenge story. Yeah. I, I like thinking of that guy, that comedic writer, just having the flashes like from Kill Bill, just looking at the dude with the guitar. I like that. Man. Yeah. The, I, I remember one one time one time when I worked at summer camp. Fuck there, you. There was the the it was like the lead counselor, but he also played guitar, so he was like really cool. He had the hot girlfriend, and like it, he did it all. I was like, man, this guy's awesome. And then uh, I found out that he knocked that girl up, and then just like dipset on her. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I just never knew someone doing that in real life. He just, like, knocked someone up and was like, uh, nah. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to say no on that one. <laughs> I mean, I guess I knew people that did it in real life, but there was, like, my parents. I think I'm always surprised when, like, people who are, like, I'm like, you are adorable. You have a charming personality. Oh, wait, where are you going? Why are you leaving her? She's crying. Oh, no. I always just think white trash does that. And then I'm always surprised when nice people do it. Yeah. 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 Being an I, asshole. Have you had both parents do it to you? <laughs> no. All right, just the one. Too, too soon? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you drop a little beat for me there, sir? Yes, Daddy. Grant Weber, thank you so much for being on the program today. Thank you so much for having me. Where can people find you and follow you on social media? Follow me on TikTok or Instagram at GrantWeber98, uh, G-R-A-N-T-W-E-B-R. Uh, I don't have any shows coming up, but I love to do open mics at Helium nice. and Crackers and just anywhere in Indianapolis. You know, you're the first person on any of my podcasts that ever started their plugs with TikTok. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard someone. I don't have Twitter, so I just have Instagram and TikTok. No, it's great. So I, like, I just, I, 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 I feel like it's a the generational shift. You're like, find me on TikTok. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's where I'll be. <laughs> Ticket and like talking. Are you? What kind of content are you putting out there on the talk? I'm gonna put some more out, but right now I just have a few videos of me doing stand up. Great, it's so, a good move. There you go. But yeah, I hope to put some more out in people, the future. People, people like that. Uh, Tana McD. You can find me on TikTok at Lumpy Tentacles. <laughs> that's Lumpy T E N N A H C L E S. And on Instagram at Horchata Del Rey. Sometimes I'm thinking about changing the name on my TikTok to Horchata Del Rey, but mm, I like you're that. killing it. You're killing it on TikTok. I don't know. You have fans on TikTok. I do, which but is 
bizarre, still bizarre to it's me. It's so weird to me too that they could just communicate to me. I think that's a big thing that helps with any kind of like comedy medium. Um, just just talk. Yeah. Get to know your peoples. Yeah, you're very honest too. Thank I you. Like, I feel like yeah. I feel like that resonates with people. They're just like, here's the person putting it out there being funny. Like, but you're gonna but, make me fucking cry. You better not. I'm always worried. <laughs> I'm like, I'm. I feel like I'm just faking it on the shell. <laughs> And you smell like ass web, uh. <laughs> <laughs> which is peaches and cream. Daddy's Jay. Hey, you can find me at Fab McKee. That's on Instagram and Twitter, and possibly TikTok. Oh, ooh, Daddy. Uh, I'm Dyke Michaels on all social media. I'm not on TikTok, but there is a at Harder Brunch TikTok. You say the at on TikTok? I don't know. What it is. I sound a thousand years old. Uh, you guys, <laughs> you guys have a good one, and uh, we'll see you next time. Remember, March 23rd, playing the tapes. See the, beer, see, the, beer. see the whole crew. <laughs>